8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. I have to tell you, I plan to talk about uh, issues in Tanzania and Kenya, but, but inevitably, and I find it is an inevitable, when you get the big hitter, you need like an hour and a half. And that just happens every night. We find there's so much more we want to talk about, and unfortunately, we don't. But it is really interesting, some really interesting thoughts from Charles Stith, the former U.S. ambassador to uh, Tanzania in the Clinton, around the time of the Clinton administration, of course, right? Uh, we'll have a podcast up of, um, of that interview tomorrow morning. Go to the SAFM website, safm.coza, around 9 o'clock, sometimes slightly earlier. But also, you can um, check me out on my Twitter timeline. And as soon as I get hold of it, I will tweet it as well. So follow me, Ashraf Garda. Right, if that's not all about... Um, Talking about uh, a current president in the USA, uh, and as Stith says, it'll be the former president very, very soon. Well, what about a former president in our country, in South Africa? Former president uh, Jacob Zuma, where does he go to from here? What is his political future? What's your take about where he was a year ago when, in fact, he couldn't stand for the ANC election? Remember that? But his former wife did um, for the presidency, that is. And, you know, she lost it pretty narrowly. And then a few months later, he was out. Although he could have actually stuck around until May of this year. But no, he was out um, from his own party and therefore President Ramaphosa now, well, the president of the country. Uh, most, most other presidents like Thabo Mbeki, they get down to doing other work, like work in Sudan and things like that. But maybe not the case with uh, President Zuma. In this case here, firstly, besides other things, there's a sense that he's a major playmaker or kingmaker in KZN and still within the ANC in terms of his influence. Then he sets up a Twitter account um, and makes lots of pronouncements, very presidential, I would think, the type he hasn't quite said when he was the president. But also now, that meeting, that uh, ANC event in KZN, what, two weeks back, and the the level of, you know, uh, chommy chommy friends with President Ramaphosa and what that really means. But in in the light of all of that, there's also this cloud of uh, accusation after accusation attached to his name. So where to for him? Let's uh, find out with uh, three different people, including you. And I really want to get your thoughts about where to for the future for former President Zuma in terms of his politics, in terms of his political career. First up, uh, we've got... um, Pierre Pigeot, the, the Crisis Group's senior consultant. Pierre, good chatting to you. Hello. Uh, good evening, Ashraf, and good evening to the listeners. Thank you. Right, you can help us with that answer. Where, where to for <laughs> former president? Politically, well, of course. Uh, po- well, politically, of course, his, his future is going to be guided and determined by uh, the set of legal cases uh, that he has uh, 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 in play against him at the moment, which are likely to continue for, it would seem, the foreseeable future. The outcomes uh, and the processes that follow from the various commissions of inquiry that are there. Uh, so these issues perform, uh, provide a backdrop uh, to what's going on inside the African National Congress, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 is a moving target in some respects. But, of course, ahead of the elections now, uh, uh, there's going to be a need to see uh, what uh, President Zuma is able to bring to the table in terms of supporting the ANC's national campaign and the extent to which he can use his influence in that process and as well as internal dynamics within 
uh, Kwasi and Natal to strengthen his position, both within the party, uh, uh, but also in terms of the broader political backdrop. So... Let's then talk about his, I mean, his influence. So you, you've heard me in the introduction, right? Most presidents, former presidents, sort of just fade away in, into the oblivion. Uh, you don't get that, do you? No, and I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that uh, uh, Mr. Ramaphosa, uh, sorry, uh, 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 Mr. Zuma is, is, is going to do that. It's not in his character. He is someone who is, uh, seemingly and publicly so very confident of his position, and he still commands a large constituency. Uh, so I think he will uh, have sucker from that, uh, and he will continue along these lines. I think uh, you know it, this is this is the best form of defence for him is to uh, maintain uh, an established political position and influence on whatever front he possibly can. So I don't see him fading out of the picture at all at this juncture. Okay, so here's the question: Is it? Is it good for him not to fade out uh, silently or very, very uh, quickly? Or, and, and is it good for South Africa? Well, yes. I mean, I think at a number of levels, uh, a number of people would like to see him fade uh, into retirement. Uh, and like other former presidents, uh, play a more uh, constructive role. Uh, uh, you know, some might argue that some of the issues that he's putting on the table are intended to contribute to that. So I think we need to disaggregate his contributions and the extent to which they are uh, contributing to confusion and blockage and possible confrontation uh, and disagreement and the extent to which they're not. Uh, and, and I'm not sure that that's disaggregated. You know, different media pursues different lines with, uh, uh, with Mr. Zuma. So I'm not sure that we ever get an aggregate picture uh, a, a fair aggregate picture, but certainly the impression that we have right now on a number of quarters, and certainly for South Africa's international image, it would be a good thing if he uh, uh, faded to the background. All right. Well, what about, and, and, and then the, the fact that he may not fade in the background and he hasn't quite done that now, uh, would that be, you know, is it advantageous to, to his own party, the ANC, or, or is that an Achilles heel? Uh, well, it's a problem for the ANC, of course. It's a, it's a delicate issue that they have to manage. Uh, and, and we're seeing that with the relatively light touch in which uh, the forces behind Mr. Ramaphosa have maneuvered since uh, uh, and trying to consolidate their position uh, since the Congress in December 2017. That's an ongoing process which is particularly delicate uh, ahead of forthcoming elections. Uh, so I think they will not want to aggravate this. But at the same time, uh, they will want to try and, and get Mr. Ramaphosa to support the, uh, the general thrust inside uh, KwaZulu-Natal, where he has his support base, but also elsewhere, where he still has significant constituencies. So it, it's, a difficult, uh, uh, it's a difficult set of challenges for the NC. I'd be very interested to know what uh, he has agreed to uh, with the uh, head of the election campaign for Kile Mbalula, uh, what he's agreed to in terms of his contribution to the campaign. I don't think we, we have any sense of that at this juncture. Mm. The, the fact that he was, he was together, effectively holding hands, you know, or arms around each other with, uh, with the man who's replaced him, in fact, uh, how, how significant is that? I'm talking about the, at that ANC uh, manifesto yes. launch last week. Yeah, I think that had a certain amount of symbolism, but of course it's going to have to be more than just smiling and cutting cake. Uh, it's going to have to be some active participation in his messaging to support 
uh, the program of President Ramaphosa. And I'm not sure that we're really seeing that at this juncture. Uh, that is going to be a key indicator, I think, of uh, where Mr. Zuma is going to, to, to go. If he throws his weight behind Mr. Ramaphosa's campaign, uh, I think that that is going to contribute to his own uh, protection, so to speak, in the broader political and legal backdrop. But, but having said all of that, I mean, there, there's a sense, and I'll probably repeat the obvious in many ways, that, that he's there uh, because never mind his own ambitions, the ANC needs him to deliver that KZN vote and perhaps not just KZN beyond that. And now, so what may happen later on is another story. But once you need him, isn't that a case of it'll come at a price? That means his influence will extend beyond the election. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a double-edged sword in some respects, and that's why we're seeing uh, uh, a certain amount of contradiction in, in, in terms of the way uh, he is being managed, uh, because, uh, you know, th- these issues are, are not going to go away. Certainly the legal issues and the pressure to pursue these matters through the courts and through other remedial mechanisms are going to continue. And these aren't processes that the ANC has total control over. You know, we do have independent institutions in this country. And while we are looking at the residue and the impact of state capture, we're also seeing some evidence of the independence of these institutions. So it's not clear sailing either for the ANC and it's certainly not clear sailing for President Zuma either. Mm. What, what, you know, what's the, so, so in terms of, we don't quite know what's going to happen next, right? But, but what do you think? I mean, so, so one road would be the, the, the high road of, of uh, well, it depends. It's a perspective of, of no publicity, fading away very, very quietly. The other one is uh, very much in the spotlight well throughout President Ramaphosa's actual presidency, which some may say will kick in from May, assuming the ANC wins, wins that election. H- how do you think we will see two different Zumas in that? Before you answer, let me just tell you that I want to invite callers to as well to engage on air about where to for President Zuma, former President Zuma, 089 Where do you think his, his politics will actually go? And I am focusing on the politics of the person. If he retires, he retires. But where does he go politically? Um, and certainly from within uh, himself and his own uh, political party. So pa- perhaps um, you may want to just, just comment on that, you know, in, in terms of the two options and how it's going to play out for him. Well, you know, I mean, we can, we, we can, we can speculate, uh, and we have done it in this conversation, Asha, mm. uh, about him uh, continuing to play a political role and to be able to uh, support certain constituencies and certain issues. I, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he promotes those within the context of uh, the ANC's own policy prescriptions and priorities uh, as a man who claims to be a dedicated uh, and uh, disciplined member of the party, he's going to have to navigate within those parameters uh, and be seen to be doing so. Uh, this provides a framework for assessment uh, for us as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, we know that this is a man that, that operates off script as well, So, and, and I think we're likely uh, uh, to see that. So uh, I suspect that we will see... Uh, Mr. Zuma uh, launching certain salvos around certain issues, uh, which are, may be quite difficult for the ANC to contain post-election. Mm. Who, who do you think would be advising him? And I know we're speculating, but but you know where would he be getting his advice from? 
Well, I mean, there were a number of people that were were central to his uh, power construct when he was president, and a number of people have uh, gone with him uh, on that. So I suspect he's he's receiving advice from a number of quarters, uh, and he's also tied to a number of individuals uh, uh, to whom he may well be financially dependent as well, and receiving advice from those individuals. I mean, I'm not going to speculate. Uh, as to who those folk are. Some of those are well known in terms of the various institutions or uh, bodies that have been set up or are promoting and pushing uh, a very pro-Jacob-Zumer agenda. Uh, some of those, of course, are not doing him any favours uh, in that process. I think you know, his association with organisations like the BLF uh, are, are not very helpful for his image. Uh, but it, at this juncture... Uh, it seems that, that you know, he's quite happy to receive support from a broad range of voices uh, uh, that are going to articulate uh, his defense and his argument uh, in the broader political context. Mm. Let's talk about that. I mean, who's, you know, so, so the BLF you're talking about who've come out and, and supported him. What do you make of the type of support he gets, you know, from, well, from parties and from individuals? Yeah, I mean, it does look like a kind of ragtag coalition of, 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 of interests that uh, are not that coherent. Uh, and it's not clear the extent to which his uh, influence or support in the structures of the ANC uh, are actually being eroded uh, across the country. Uh, we've spoken very much about KwaZulu-Natal, and we know that there are deep divisions in KwaZulu-Natal within the ANC, and we've seen... Uh, a lot of disturbing political violence related to those matters. Uh, it may be that Jacob Zuma could play an important role uh, in in the mediation of those processes. We know that he has a history uh, in KwaZulu-Natal of uh, resolving political conflict. He did that in the 90s with the IFP. And, uh, you know, he has uh, a set of skills uh, on that front which he has employed in other parts of the continent as well. Uh, and, you know, it would, be, it would be very positive to see him putting his skills face to, uh, to use in that way. But uh, it, it seems uh, unlikely at this juncture. Uh, I certainly haven't seen any promotion of that kind of agenda. Uh, but uh, at the moment, I think he's grabbing support from whichever quarter that he can uh, as part of a sort of a, a desperate rearguard action. Has he, just lastly, has he surprised you in terms of his relative popularity even now or... Is it absolutely what you expected? No, I'm not surprised by, by his relative popularity. I think that he, he, he uh, talks uh, uh, to certain constituencies uh, in, in a way that, uh, that, that is appealing uh, and, and that, that they feel uh, relates to their, 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 their concerns. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure whether that is going to translate directly into political support, uh, because his options for patronage, of course, have been severely eroded once he was outside of the presidency. And we know that uh, for a number of political players uh, in this country and beyond, it's your ability to feed your patronage chains uh, that is critical for maintaining your political support base. And we have seen that being eroded. So while he may still be a player, I think he will be a consistently weakened player. Okay, we're going to leave it uh, at that in terms of your input. That's uh, Pierre Pigeot. Thank you for your time, the senior consultant at the Crisis Group. Uh, thank you for your input, right? Uh, in terms of talking about uh, President Zuma or former President Zuma, it's not over. We have lots more to say. We have another take from a different person, but your thoughts are certainly welcome. So I always say when you call in, uh, you effectively reflect your own views. 
But inevitably, because we get people from around the country, you carry the flag, not of the country, but you carry the flag of your town or your suburb, wherever you may be. So, you know, speak on behalf of them and call in 0891-10427. It's the viewpoint. What's yours? Want to win with SABC Sports and Summer of Cricket? Join us on Sunday, 27 January, as we support the Pink Day ODI by spreading awareness about breast cancer. Answer this simple question Who are the Proteus playing against in the Pink Day ODI? You stand a chance to win double tickets. SMS Pink Day to 33123. Each SMS costs 150. Free SMSs do not apply. SABC Sports, for the love of the game. As consumers are grappling with the financial pressures of the post-festive season period, Doja loan providers are in full swing, targeting those desperate for quick and easy loans. But how do these loan scammers operate? For more on this, don't miss Hilungalalako on Monday at 12 midday. The program repeats every Thursday night at 11 o'clock. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. Okay, let's get another take on this issue with the uh, Dr. Uh, Insikalelo Breakfast, uh, who's a political analyst. Before we get to you, uh, there's a couple of voice notes, and I want to play those as well. So here they are. Uh, good evening, Ashraf. Let me tell you uh, where to from here for Mr. Zuma. You see, uh, Zuma is like he's the president behind the scenes. Ramaphosa is just the face. So Zuma will always rule the ANC. It is just as simple as that. That's why Ramaphosa, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa will go to to go and say no, he's going to use President uh, Zuma for other tasks. What task? How do you even take someone who's facing multiple charges and you you take him to 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 to, to, to lead us? You can't. We, we we don't trust him. So Zuma must just go and stay at his residence at Nkandla. Thank you. Okay, that's your view, and uh, that's one person's view. You can agree with that view with a thumbs up. You can counter that view by calling in 0891-10427. Besides the more populist, you know, Zuma must go, Zuma must stay, that type of scenario in terms of his politics, uh, would you have, like, you know, greater insight in terms of what happens with former presidents or former leaders of countries and where they should land up and, and the history of them in terms of when they stay, what happens, and when they go, what happens? So let's get to Dr. Uh, Intercalelo Breakfast, who's a political analyst. Thank you for your time. Most appreciated. Thank you very much, uh, Ashraf, um, for having me on the program. Thank you. Of course, we're talking about uh, former President Zuma. Where to from here politically? And, and what's your answer to that? Well, um, you know as well as I do that Zuma uh, left the public office a very unhappy person. He even posed the question as to what wrong did I do? So he was vehemently opposed to the position of the ruling party. And he had to be forced to walk away. Um, so the ANC was on the verge of recalling him. Um, maybe had the ANC not said that it was going to recall him, he would not have resigned by himself. Um, so of late, he has tried his level best to make himself relevant to South Africa's political landscape. Um, he has a footprint at the moment on social media. He thinks that also 
maybe he can bounce back again to the helm of power uh, in the ruling party. Maybe not through himself, but through a proxy. Well, uh, let, me, let, me, let me stay with that one. I'm saying uh, many former presidents have foundations, so that's not unusual. That's probably very, very important, right? From a former president uh, of, of apartheid South Africa, F.W. De Klerk, the last one there, to President Mandela, to uh, Thabo Mbeki, and so on, right? Uh, so that's not unusual. But I did sense that, that the and there's nothing wrong in opening up a Twitter account. I mean, goodness, I engage, and it's great that he does that. But I immediately saw... It was beyond just like, okay, I want to have a Twitter account. When he never really had one of his own when he was the president. I'm suggesting that the motives were beyond just simple, let me have a presence. Do, do you do you see that as well? Well said. However, I think everything is a context and context is a everything. The issue is that there is a, a case that Sholozi uh, is faced with. Um, and... and Maybe he is likely to be found guilty. I don't know. I'm not preempting the outcome, um, and, and 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 I think that is making him unhappy um, as well. And for the first time, the democratic outcome of the Green Party was so close. I mean, uh, the candidates that ran for the presidency, um, they were on neck and neck. Um, whether you like it or not, Mshulozi has a strong political footprint within the ANC. And therefore, I think uh, he thinks that he can still, you know, have a seizure of power. Um, the, the instability or the insurgency that has happened within the ruling party, he's responsible for that. The backlash that uh, we have seen, the pushback, um, because he's just not happy with the fact that there is a clean-up campaign um, at the moment. His interpretation alongside his people is that the cleanup is a, an attack or a backlash um, uh, against him. And, and he has developed a narrative that the cleanup is part of the anti transformation standpoint. Uh, the Twitter uh, account uh, has been used even to take a swipe at the current leadership of the ANC. He said that he doesn't understand why the, the current government is dilly-dallying. Uh, surrounding the issue of uh, the rollout of the land um, uh, reform. So you can see that this person is pushing a covert um, uh, agenda. It's not like he's trying to, you know, have an account on Twitter just for fun. There is a political um, agenda, which is to, um, in my opinion, to have a seizure of power. But but, but then, you know, part of the, the, the most crucial question for now would be, is... His association with the ANC going into the election, good for the ANC, and is it good for, for Jacob Zuma, good for Mshalozi? Um, it, 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 it's not one of those questions, you know, that is uh, simplistic or um, straightforward. i tell you why, because in case it ends, he does have a strong presence today. Um, I don't know, some people are saying that uh, had it not been for the partnership that was displayed between himself and the current president of the ANC, maybe the turnout would not have been high. I don't know. Um, so, 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 you cannot uh, ignore the fact that he's a strong political factor within um, uh, the ruling party. Um, that's why it's, it's, it's very difficult for the ruling party to do without him. That, that's why uh, they have to take him um, uh, on board. But 
in some quarters, some people think that you can't have a person who's very much compromised, like in uh, becoming the face of um, of the ANC. So we may know, we may speculate on the reasons why he would want to stay in the limelight. Why, why would the ANC want him around? Why would the ANC want him out? No, why would they want him? Why would they want him around? Why would they want him oh, next oh, to them? Oh, yeah. oh, oh. I, I, I don't think that. By and large, uh, the majority of the ANC leaders or, or, or rank and file, they they want him around. But uh, the situation is that if they they, they elbow him, it, it, it might have a negative spillover effect. You know what I mean? Uh, because he he's still a strong political factor. I, I'm I'm sorry if I sound like a stuck uh, record. Um, so 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 that's the issue. Um, so you, you have to give him space, you have to allow him to maneuver so that as a party, you can come across to be functioning as a unified force. It is practically impossible to win elections if you don't function as a unit. So now the ANC has to create this uh, impression that it is pursuing the unity project mm. and the project mm. is working, even though there is no such. Do you, do you think that's going to help the ANC finally in in terms of the the actual election? That means all all done and dusted or good and said. Will will this benefit the ANC in getting more votes or not? Well, you see, uh, there are different types of uh, electorate. Um, there are different categories of voters. Uh, not all voters are, are rational voters. Those ones are the ones that are voting in relation to public policy issues. But on the other hand, you get voters that I call uh, the sympathizers who vote in relation to topical issues, issues that are receiving uh, media uh, coverage, um, issues that are, are, are topical. Uh, those ones, they, they, they vote in relation to what uh, the media and the agenda-setting platform um, is, is, is basically uh, saying. So, in that regard, there, there might be some people who are unhappy about his uh, presence uh, in the ANC. On the other hand, you get artists that I call uh, the diehard, the diehard uh, supporters. It doesn't matter what the party does, they vouch for that party due to their ideological and their psychological attachments um, uh, to the party. So you have this mixed bag uh, kind of uh, voters. Um, so I wouldn't say that the ANC is going to lose votes because of him, because there are other people who disregard ethics uh, in politics. Mm. Uh, is, is there and, and what about you know making a comparison to to other presidents and what they've done? I mean, the the obvious one would be former President Thabo Mbeki, but not just him. Other presidents around the world where they've either been recalled or they've had to resign. Just before they recall, I mean, in effect, in, in all cases, they've been fired. They've been told, we don't want you to lead us. What, what, type of, what type of positions have they taken? I'm trying to draw the comparisons between uh, former President Zuma and, and all of them. Look, I think the, the, the context, again, is different. Um, yes, we can look at uh, the former presidents, but, but, but uh, the way things are at the moment is, is, is not the way things uh, should be. Um, there have been things that should never have happened under his watch. Um, hence, he has the, the clean-up uh, campaign, blah, 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 uh, the state capture uh, commission. 
and so on. And those things uh, did not happen under the helm of, of, of uh, other leaders. In particular, for instance, uh, former President Beki, he uh, walked out of government, but there were no serious issues that were raised against him. Issues of, for instance, institutionalization of uh, corruption. I mean, if you look at the way corruption is entrenched, yes, even under Beki, there were pockets of uh, corruption, but under Msholozi, it, it, it became the DNA of the state uh, 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 machinery. As a result of that, you have a, a whole range of uh, uh, commissions. So I don't think that when you're comparing the two, comparing apples with apples. You don't think we're comparing apples with apples. Let's leave it at that from your t- point of view. Uh, that's uh, Dr. Uh, Intikalelo Breakfast, who's a political analyst referring once again to uh, former President Zuma and where to for him politically. I'll get to Tabo in just a second, but also we'll get to another guest right after this. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. And we have the final score in the PSL. Highlands Park 1, Mamalodi Sundowns 2. That is a final score. And uh, Orlando Pirates, I can tell you, into injury time, it's one all against uh, Barocca. That game, uh, yeah, that game should end uh, pretty soon. In fact, I'll get an update on that uh, pretty shortly. Okay, let's get to callers. Tabo, go ahead. Hello. Yes, uh, Asha. Yep. Yeah, what I want to put, uh, you know, while the tactics the ANC is playing, uh, President Zuma don't have, uh, former President Zuma don't have a future in the ANC. It was only the addition uh, to go uh, to Moses Mabira Stadium and make uh, the stadium full. Uh, uh, President Ramaphosa and uh, uh, Minister of Minerals, uh, Mr. Mantashe, and uh, the uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Nick Oppenheimer, the, the, the best man in South Africa, uh, they got a plan, if I can say, uh, CIA, Central Intelligence Agency. Like now, when if maybe you, 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 you hear the, the news at 5 o'clock, the radio says President Ramaphosa signing the bill of funding the party. But he has not yet uh, signed that bill. The media is playing a major role and uh, the mining, like now, I think last month, President Ramaphosa was in the Eastern Cape. He hand over a head tractor to John Diaz. Those are the the labor sending area from the mines around South Africa. But the picture they play is as if the money come from the ANC. KwaZulu Natal, Hewlett Sugar Cane, and the uh, Mundi uh, Paper Factory Fisheries. Uh, Minister of Minerals, Mr. Mantashe, he knows exactly mm. the procedure, what the, uh, the, the mining charter, because okay. OpenMA gave him 5% of, of mining charter now, and it's about 83 million per year annual. Now they are using that money. 
they use the okay, but I mean, we, we, we're moving you know sideways, you know, and the focus has really been about President Zuma specifically. Okay, Tabo, thank you okay. for that call. Okay, I mean, really, the focus is on him. What happens to him uh, in terms of his future? Just by the way, there's been news of a, of a shootout. Let me just tell you, and probably come to the news at ten o'clock in the area in Mayfair, which is in Johannesburg, um, and and it's all alleged at the moment. I think the shootouts happen possibly between nationals of different groups who've entered the mosque on a, and, and shot two people. And it appears like it's been a hit. So it's not a robbery. It appears like there's been a hit. I've been getting reports from it as well of people just coming in. And uh, so one person died. In fact, three worshippers hurt at this mosque in Mayfair, Johannesburg. But it appears that the people who shot them and they have different nationalities. I'm not going to speculate on that, that they, they were clearly targeted as opposed to a robbery. Let's get to our third guest um, then for the for the night. And that's uh, Matlala uh, Setla Lohile, who's a research consultant and an independent political analyst. Uh, Matlala, good chatting to you. Thank you for your time. Uh, thanks for having me once more. Good, right. We've been talking about the future of former President Zuma. What, what is his future? What's his present, I suppose, as well? Um, Ashraf, I think uh, it's a very simple concept, what uh, Zuma or former President Zuma is undergoing. It's a concept we call a revolving door of power. Um, Zuma has had his fair share of power, but now that power is diminishing. Why I say this? Remember, President Zuma never finished his term, he was recalled by the very ANC that some still claim he has considerable power within. The change of leadership in the ANC in December 2017, I mean, precipitated his recall. That was the first sign that his grip on power is loosening within the ANC. And by that, by losing the state presidency, he effectively lost what we call legal authority. Essentially, legal authority is power that is derived from an office one holds. And when you lose that, he no longer has the power to discharge patronage. Now, how does he keep his supporters interested in supporting him, if I may say that? He has no power to discharge patronage anymore. And besides the fact that he lost that legal authority, he is in conflict with those who have it now. Some would say, but he still has considerable support again. No, no, no. The support is not necessarily for President Zuma. The support is actually for people's interests. Those individuals that claim to support Zuma are not necessarily supporting former President Zuma. They are protecting their own interests. Remember his utterances prior to his recall? I think he started making them around 2016, if I'm not mistaken. I would... uh, Recall one incident in Peter Marisbeck, I think it was sometime in November 2016, when he threatened to write the tell-all book. He mm. was in Parliament, caught many times, saying that those who want the state of capture inquiry will regret it. I mean, on numerous occasions he has said that. Now, people who support Zuma, or former President Zuma, do not necessarily support him. They actually support what he is leadership represented okay fair, fair so, enough where, where does this put him because i mean the focus here is is really very much on him and where does he go to from years so where does this take him uh, the minute people realize that uh, he cannot discharge patronage and his power within the anc has uh, uh, you know incredibly diminished there will be change of alliances 
I mean, people are saying that uh, he was brought on in, uh, in uh, what's this, Moses Mabida during uh, the mm. January 8th statement and manifesto. Yeah. I mean, that was not an exhibition of power. Remember a few days before that, President Ramaphosa made remarks about what the, nine, the past nine years has represented in the country and in the ANC, where he spoke about weakening states where corruption has settled in and everything. That was an attack to say that we do not want to go back where we come from. It was actually an attack on former President Zuma. What happened in Moses Mabida, President Zuma was actually reduced to a master, if I may say so. You think? Okay. Okay. Yeah. But wait, okay, that's an interesting point. He was reduced to a mascot. Ironically, yeah. others are suggesting that, that President Ramaphosa was reduced to a mascot at the same event. No. Who was used between the two? President Ramaphosa has legal authority, but to diffuse the tension, bring in President Zuma for the chairs. President Zuma has no authority on ANC proceedings currently. He's the one who's invited as a guest of honor. For him, uh, for President Ramaphosa, he invited President Zuma to serve as a guest of honor to diffuse tension. For me, President Zuma was the mascot there. He was actually the party mascot. And going forward, I think that's the role President Zuma is going to occupy. Okay, so here's the Priority. important question. If he was the mascot, then why would he agree to be the mascot? What's in it for him? Uh, that's the thing. He was actually outsmarted on that one. He thought the chairs represented the support that people have for him. Yes, he still has that considerable support. It's a way of trying to say, look, I still got support. But that support, if it's not effected within decision-making structures, it becomes pointless. I hope I'm making you understand. Well, you, you're here. making us understand, and I think some people are going to say, quite honestly, you're talking nonsense. And I'm not saying you are talking nonsense. I'm saying I think many people listening may well think along that lines. Let, let's pick up a call uh, in Zwaka on the line. Uh, go ahead, you're on the air. Hello. Evening. Evening. Go ahead. Your your take? Yeah, that, that man is kept into the ANC by those corrupt people. Because, but you need to tell uh, me which man. We need to know who you're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, the former president. Right. He's kept in the, into the ANC by... You, you, you remember you, you remember that, that uh, president of COPE when he was the premier in the free state. He, he mentioned yesterday that he fired uh, Isma Hashule for stealing the government money. Yes, he did mention that. Now, the, 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 the backbone is Isma Hashule that is keeping that man there. Okay. That's my take. All right, yeah. got that. Thank you. You you, you concur with that, uh, Matlala? Exactly. That was, that is exactly what I mentioned earlier. I'm saying people do not necessarily support Zuma. They support their interests. By having this perception that Zuma is still in power, it's essentially do not go after President Zuma because he still has support. Remember, if you don't go after President Zuma, for for him to account for whatever it is he has done in the past nine years or so, and even before that, because he still has uh, um, charges pending as well. It's another story for another day, though. Yeah, absolutely. But if if you go after President Zuma, you will eventually go after those who support him. Because remember, 
President Zuma did not discharge this patronage alone, did not engage in this cor- uh, network of corruption on his own. You support lack of accountability by supporting President Zuma. Therefore, your interests are protected too. Mm, okay. That is what is happening. All right. We're going to have to leave it at that. It gets us all thinking as we retire for the night. Thank you for your, for your time and your input. Uh, Matlala Setla Lohilia, who's a, a research consultant and an independent uh, political analyst. Uh, right. Let's get into the other bit of drama, which is called Josie Dark.